Hello, this is Matt Summerall, and welcome to another podcast presented by The Missing Link in partnership with Microsoft. And today we're going to reveal the amazing features on the much-anticipated Microsoft 365 Copilot. And Head of Automation at The Missing Link, Matt Dunn, is with us. Welcome back, Matt. Hi, Matt. Great to be here. Now, you've actually been on one of the Microsoft 365 Copilot boot camps, haven't you? Someone called the fun police. Yes, I have. <laughs> you and all your geeky mates were there having a great old time together. You know it. Copilot, yes. <laughs> ah, how exciting. It is exciting. What I think is interesting is I went on the Microsoft website. It said, our mission is to empower every person and every organization on the planet to achieve more. And from what I can see, they are pretty much on their way to fulfill that mission statement, aren't they? Very quickly, yes. I think a good way to think about it is it's like having an intern that has access to all of your files, has access to your applications, and they have access to ChatGPT. Let's just go back a little bit. How did Copilot come about? So in 2019, when OpenAI ran out of money because they realized that building ChatGPT was a little bit more expensive than they anticipated, Microsoft came to their rescue with a billion dollars to help them along their way. And that started the beginning of the relationship between OpenAI and Microsoft. And they've subsequently dropped another 10 billion US dollars into the partnership. And with that, they are now collecting on their investment as they are building OpenAI's ChatGPT into their Microsoft products. Let's talk about some of the things that it does. Uh, let's start with Word. What are some of the things that we can now do in Word with Copilot? So let's start with, we have to write a proposal as an example. So I'm sitting in my Word document and I will have a little prompt, an area to type my prompt into the bottom right. And I'll be able to say, refer to my meeting notes with that potential client in OneNote and refer to our product brochure in another folder and write me an entire proposal. And it'll draft the first version of your proposal. You can then edit. So you're having a conversation with this intern and it's then able to edit to your commands. So you can say, add images from this other file. So you're able to do a really good first draft and it'll come up with suggestions as well. Do you want to add an FAQ section? Do you want to add an introduction? So you're able to keep on giving it instructions and also taking it up on its suggestions to make a really good starting point for you to then edit and finesse. So it's accessing everything across the organization that we give it the green light to. Yeah. And when we've been doing ChatGPT training, so for dozens of organizations over the last 12 months, we naturally find that there is a point at which it isn't useful because they can't include their organizational data in their prompts because there's security concerns with putting your data in straight into ChatGPT. So being able to have ChatGPT in your environment and in your applications means that you can now access your company IP to be able to leverage the power of ChatGPT, but also with your organization's information. Talking more about proposals and presentations, how does it actually work in PowerPoint? What can we do in PowerPoint now? Yeah, so similarly, you've got a, a prompt, an area to type your prompt into, and you're able to say, now from that proposal, draft me a customer presentation using the images from the proposal, and then you can get it to reference another file and say, I want it to reflect the look and feel of a previous presentation. So it's able to then translate that information into more of a PowerPoint ready. It's got less information on a slide, but it's got all the information that you need in the presenter notes. It's very quick to be able to turn information from one context to another while you're maintaining 
the points that you're wanting to get across. And do I have to type into the prompt or is there an accessibility option where I can just voice prompt? I haven't seen the voice prompt accessibility option yet, but I don't doubt it'll come. Let's go to calculating data in Excel. What are some of the new features there? So in Excel, being able to ask questions about your data, if we think about the job of a typical data analyst, they've got rows and rows of data and they have to draw insights to support decisions. So if you're able to ask questions of large bodies of data and get to your answers and get it to do the charts that you needed and get it to create the charts that you needed to support that analysis, then you're able to make decisions a lot more quickly because you've got the insights at your fingertips. So you're reducing reliance on the analyst to put together the data in a way that is useful. And you can take that analysis into different contexts. So if I'm prompting in a Word document, I can ask it to do the analysis and put that analysis from Excel into the Word document. That's incredible. Let's go on to email. What are we doing with Copilot in Outlook now? Copilot will be at the top of your inbox and it'll say, here are the important emails and it'll summarize them. So it might say, these three emails suggest that A, Judy needs you in a customer presentation tomorrow. It might say B, Adam is asking for some analysis. And C, it might say that you need to reply to this email because it's been a while since the request has been made. But importantly, you're able to train it over time to say, yes, I did find that important. No, I didn't find that important. So then you're able to get to the important stuff more quickly. But then also, as well as that prioritization, being able to respond to emails, it'll do a draft response. And to that, again, you can reference an Excel file and say, well, actually, this person is asking about our top selling products. Refer to this Excel file and put in a chart. And then that way, across the applications again, you're bringing in insights into that email without even needing to open up Excel. So it'll give you your answers before you even prompt it. So when you open up and you click on Copile, it'll just tell you these are the important emails and summarize them for you. It's like having an intern sitting in your inbox and reading out to you what you should be acting on next. And lastly, on Outlook, the ability to search through your emails. A lot of us use, whether we mean to or not, we use email as the place where some data stores, people send us attachments, we have conversations in email. So being able to ask questions of your entire mailbox to say, what conversations have I had with this client and what have the outcomes been? What have the actions been as a result of these conversations? And it's able to summarize then what you've spoken to them about and quickly access the files that were attached to those. Would I be able to put a prompt in which said, can you find me the attachment that I sent to Robert such and such back in July? Yes, you will. And it'll find the email with the attachment just in a matter of seconds. Yeah, so much time saved just by looking for things. You can really narrow it down with Copilot and it'll find it for you really quickly. Is that what you're telling us? Yeah, and which is why it's also really important to be good at prompting. Yeah. So having used ChatGPT for almost exactly a year to the day now, being good at prompting means that you'll get to your answers way more effectively. And I think that everyone's pretty well skilled up in the art of prompting given the year that's gone by. Microsoft Teams has provided easy collaboration for companies for many years now. Can you tell us about this new feature called Business Chat? What's that? Yeah, so Business Chat is essentially the main place where you chat with your co-pilot. So you can be asking it about your files. So think of it as another member of your team that you're able to converse with, whether it's about what's in my emails, what's in my PowerPoint files, what's in these meeting notes. You're able to ask it within the chat. 
So Copilot is like your fellow employee intern that'll go and look for things for you. And it can summarize things like, so let's say you've had a lot of chats with different people about a particular client. You can get it to summarize them all in one place as an example. And can other people within the organization or the meeting that I'm having in Teams, can they jump on to the same business chat? Is that what you're saying? You can invite your co-pilot into a conversation so that you're all able to interrogate your intern as to information that you want it to summarize or provide insights from. It's like having your own assistant, your own personal assistant. Yeah, that's got access to all of your stuff and remembers all of your conversations. So within (laughs) Teams, interestingly, you can not show up for a meeting, but there'll be a new button when you get a meeting invite where you can just follow that meeting. So let's say you've got a clash and you say, I want to follow that meeting. Now, when that meeting is finished, Copilot will summarize the meeting and give you a notification in Teams and say, here's the summary of what everyone talked about. Here are the action items that are for you. And what I find is that if I'm not at a meeting, the number of action items is a lot greater. And you can even ask questions about what else was discussed in the meeting. And the handy thing is that it'll have a footnote to its answers. So it might say, they talked a lot about you, Matt. They said that uh, you eat too many biscuits, but then there's a little footnote and you can click on exactly who said what. So you can <laughs> defend yourself against that point. <laughs> That's a really nice little thing for people if you can't go to the meeting. But what's going to happen is no one's going to go to meetings. I can foresee a future that if, when it's got enough data on us yeah. and it has enough information about the dis- type of decisions that we would make, that I might send my co-pilot into a meeting with your co-pilot and we might give them a problem to solve. In that case, they can refer to all of your previous decisions and have a conversation and they would have a set of draft decisions that we're then just reviewing afterwards to say, yeah, it looks like what they discussed, they came to a meaningful outcome. So a discussion can be had without us. I can see a future not that far off where that would be possible. Yeah, that's amazing. I would imagine that implementing Microsoft 365 Copilot into your organization is not something that you just download and away you go. It's not just a case of switching it on. So they do make it quite easy in terms of licensing, but there are a few things that need to be done to get yourself ready for Copilot. Uh, One is making sure that everyone has the right access to the right files. So here's an example. I might not be incredibly nosy or have enough time to go and click on everything in SharePoint to see what I have access to. But when I'm asking my Copilot for things, I might see things that I shouldn't see. All of a sudden, I'm seeing your salary. I might be seeing information from clients that I shouldn't have access to. So making sure that your organization has the right access set up and that everyone is only seeing what they should see means that you're in a, in a better spot. There is a set of steps that we recommend that you take so that you're ready for Copilot and that it's rolled out in a sensible way. And it starts with leadership. Again, so understanding here's the art of the possible. How are we going to apply this in our organization? We also need input from the technical people in an organization to understand, have you got the right infrastructure set up? Have you got the right permissions in place? And have you got the right licenses in order to enable Copilot? And then picking a group which is responsible for rolling Copilot out means that it can be done in a mindful way that you're getting the best value from your investment. Let's just go back to some of that technical side of things again. Do we need to invest in huge amounts of data storage or put certain cybersecurity tools in place to get up and running? You just need to ensure that your shop is in order as far as who's got access to what. So there's not a massive additional investment in terms of infrastructure. If you're already living inside the Microsoft 365 environment, then you've got what you need in order to make use of this immediately. But it's more a case of the end users understanding how they can use it 
and having the right access to the files so that they can make the most of it. Now, most companies are going to take a strategic approach with implementing Copilot and we, you know, they might start small and scale up. How do we best identify the high value opportunities within our organization so we can get started? How do we do that? So there's no one answer to that question. Where the high values are for your organization is really going to depend on your organization and your objectives. So this is where you come in. Yeah. We start with what they were already looking to achieve with their business, how they serve their clients, what are their current problems, so that we can understand which of their goals and which of their pain points that we can help them to address using this technology. And what about data that we might have outside of 365? For example, if we wanted to bring some of the data from our accounting software, let's say zero, if we wanted to bring that in so that it's working with Copilot, is that possible? I did have initial concern when I first understood what Copilot was in that a lot of our information lives outside of Microsoft. Naturally, we're using lots of different applications. So an example being Atlassian products. We do a lot of our meeting notes. We keep a lot of our meeting notes in Atlassian's Confluence. But when we went through the Microsoft Copilot bootcamp, we found out that there are plugins so that you're able to bring information from other sources into your Copilot environment. I think that other solution providers will be fighting to get their plugins in order. Vendors will be making sure that their data is accessible because it's in their interests. Yeah, so more plugins will become available as product is rolled out. I expect so. Let's talk about the product and the cost and the investment for companies. Is there a minimum amount of people that you have to have to have Copilot? I don't think that'll be the case in the longer term. At the moment, it is 300 minimum users. So they've started with the larger organizations, but they'll be extending it into the SMBs as that's where the majority of Australia's companies live. If we look at the studies on generative AI, there have been two large-scale studies done by MIT and Stanford, and the productivity increase across 5,500 people that they studied using generative AI, the average across those studies was 25.5% increase in productivity, not to mention the quality gains and the other, the other benefits. So as far as a return on investment goes, it'll probably be the highest return on investment any company would make this year, as long as their users know how to use it. So switching it on for everyone may not be the best approach, but switching it on in a measured way where you're doing department by department based on their use cases, measuring their success with it and getting them to set targets for how they'll use it, I think will ensure that companies get the maximum from this. And there's a few Australian companies that have been trialing in it. Yes. So they did a a preview program and have rolled it out to larger organizations as of the beginning of November. And you've been doing workshops with some businesses. How are they going? Users are very excited once they understand what is possible. There's so many different use cases that come from it. And I think the, the most exciting part of those workshops is where people realize what else they can do rather than, oh, I can do what I was doing just faster. They're able to do new things, create new services, and just do what wasn't humanly possible before. Matt, is this the beginning of a whole new way of working? I get the feeling that this is the start of a real revolution in business. It's a bit like the internet when it first came along, isn't it? You know what? It will have a similar level of impact that the internet had, but it is way more immediate. So if we think about ChatGPT on its release, within five days, a million people figured out how to use it in their day-to-day tasks. So I think that when the internet started, 
there still needed to be some websites created. There was your technical team had to work out how do we take advantage of this new technology. Whereas this, when the users see it, they immediately have ideas on how they're going to leverage it, what else they can do. And it's a fun technology to be able to explore where the edges are in terms of the art of the possible. Matt, just summarize again for us the five steps that we need to take to get this happening in our organization. What do we need to do? So the first is assessing your organization against requirements. So we can help with that. We've got a a set questionnaire to be able to understand what do we need to do in order to be ready. So we can run scans on your system to check the access so that you don't get those surprises in terms of, oh, I can see someone else's salary details. So we get the project team along with leadership sponsorship. So someone from the leadership team needs to sponsor it into the organization. And that project team is responsible for rolling out the program in a measured way. The third step is deciding on where is the pilot. Now that the project team understands what's possible, where are we going to pilot it that we think we're going to get the maximum benefit in our organization? And that might be HR and marketing. So within that pilot group, it's really important for them to set targets. Once they understand what's possible, what do we think we can do in terms of cutting down time or releasing new products? What do we think we'll be able to do? And then measuring how well they did it. Step number four is setting those targets and measuring against them. And step five is rolling out your plan. So beyond the initial departments, rolling it out to the organization in that same measured way where the teams are getting to experiment with it. They're getting to set their own targets and build it into the way that they work. Okay, well, there are some links and resources located in the description box uh, right here on your podcast player. You can also reach out to The Missing Link and find out more about their co-pilot workshops. Head to the website, themissinglink.com.au. Matt Dunn also appears in a webinar all about Microsoft 365 Copilot, and you can find access to that on The Missing Link website or on YouTube. Matt Dunn, Head of Automation at The Missing Link, thank you so much. Uh, Very exciting times for you. I can see you're buzzing. You've got an aura about you. (laughs) It's the best thing that's happened this year. (laughs) It's like Christmas every day. (laughs) Fantastic. Thank you so much for joining us. Thanks, Matt. I've really enjoyed talking about it with you. We hope you've enjoyed today's podcast and you can find a whole library of podcasts from The Missing Link on Spotify, Apple, iHeartRadio and on The Missing Link website. The Check It Out series covers everything from cybersecurity to cloud services and the latest on AI and automation. We'd love for you to follow us and share us. I'm Matt Summerall on behalf of The Missing Link. Thanks for listening. This podcast was recorded on the traditional country of the Camaragal people of the Garangai tribe of the Aora Nation. We recognise their continuing connection to land, waters and community. We pay our respect to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander cultures and elders past, present and emerging.